0: Hello and welcome to the May DCM podcast. April was an, ama- an amazing month for cinema. Um, hopefully people here listening have been to the cinema in the last month. Well, uh, we do know that a lot of people did because it was the biggest April since 1972 over 15.1 million people went to the cinema in april which is a huge huge result and just shows the strength of cinema in 2015 now joining me today to discuss this and some big news which we're going to announce is dcm's very own zoe jones hello zoe Hi, Tom, who has recently been promoted to director of marketing and insight at DCM. You may have read this in the trade press in media week. It's been all over the trade press. It's basically been the big story of the week until today when another very big story is going to be launched which we will discuss very shortly. Uh, are you well, Zoe? I'm
1: very well. Very, very excited about the new role.
0: Okay, good. And um, t- how do you see your role changing in this?
1: I think it, it shows how important insight is to us as a business um, and obviously marketing and how the, they should be uh, as joined up as possible. Um, we've obviously done a huge amount of work in promoting the medium since going digital in 2012. I think we've really reached a new stage of maturity in terms of what's possible with cinema and working really closely with our head of Insight, Sarah Deck, who's extremely experienced and talented Insight professional. Um, I'll be working to bring the teams together, ensure we're supporting sales and driving the business forward the rest of the year and beyond. Uh,
0: it sounds very exciting. And this, is, is this your fourth appearance on the DCM podcast? Is th- it fifth? I,
1: I think it's maybe the fourth.
0: Fourth, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, very pleased to have you back. I think you're the only person who's been on more than twice. Oh wow! Um, I'm and very this and this lucky. And this is your fourth appearance. Uh, but he, we're here today because we have some big DCM news, don't we? We do. And shall I break it to the listeners, or yeah. do you want to go? You go. Okay. Um, DCM, uh, Digital Cinema Media, are launching uh, its very own awards ceremony. So you get a lot of awards um, ceremonies throughout the year in the media landscape, um, and they're all focusing on uh, other media and we feel that basically cinema hasn't quite had its recognition
1: yeah absolutely I mean I think uh, as I mentioned cinema has changed a lot in the last couple of years and I feel that um, it's time to celebrate cinema it's time to reward the fantastic work that our agency and advertiser partners are doing to really bring their brands to life in the big screen environment And, you know, we've had some fantastic campaigns that have run over the last year. So we're really hopeful for, in the five categories that we're launching with, um, which is best use of dynamic targeting in cinema, best use of cinema in an integrated campaign, best long-term cinema campaign, best newcomer to cinema, and best use of innovation in cinema, that we can really, I guess, have some fantastic case studies in terms of how to best use our medium and really look at how it works in in conjunction with other media as well. Um, so we're really excited to launch it in partnership with Haymarket. So Campaign and Media Week are our partners on, on this specifically. Um, so we've got Claire Beale is our chair of the judges, who's global editor-in-chief of Campaign. And we've got some fantastic other judges that have signed up. I was, I was just
0: it. looking down the list of judges, and it is basically like a who's who of top media. Um, just p- I'm going to pick out a couple of names here. We've got Karen Blackett, who's CEO of MediaCom, We've got Tim Lindsay, who's CEO of D&AD. Um, we've got John Forsyth, who was the founder of Adam and Eve, DDB. Andy Edge, commercial director of Odin. These, I mean, this is a really talented, experienced judging panel. And I think that's given, obviously given the awards, a huge level of credence straight away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think just looking at um, the timings of them, it feels like the right time for cinema. 2015 is such a huge year um, for us in terms of the film slate. Um, But also I think in terms of the emissions we're seeing, you mentioned April being a record-breaking month, but we've seen records being broken um, multiple times already this year, and we're only in May.
0: And the biggest films are still to come.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to look at possibly, I mean, seeing how Avengers plays out, but we could look at three plus 50 million films. The two to come, which I think we're all very excited about, Bond and uh, Star Wars, um, have huge potential to be record-breaking.
0: And it's not just the really big films. I mean, we've had uh, films like Fast and Furious 7 has done 14 million more than Fast and Furious 6, which is kind of unheard of when it comes to sequels. Um, and Pitch Perfect 2 opened at the weekend. It was just about to beat the lifetime growth of Pitch Perfect 1, and it's only been in cinemas five days. Yeah. You know, it's just showing the interest in the film slate this year and just the, the buzz and excitement around cinema in general.
1: I think it's, um, you know, it's time to dispel some myths as well. You know, a lot of people think, Maybe cinema admissions are in decline, and I think, you know, yes, we've got a very strong film state, but every year it's very consistent, and I feel like there's a moment in media that cinema can really shine at the moment. There's so much media noise, so much consumer distraction, but people are still paying to go to, cin- to the cinema, have that shared experience. We do have the most fantastic canvas for the best creative content out there, so very excited to see the entries hopefully flood in over the next couple of months, and and the judging day I think would be fantastic for everyone to get get involved and really get into the work.
0: The awards titles are the Digital Cinema Media Awards. When's the ceremony taking place?
1: So that's going to be on the 23rd of September in Ham Yard which is a
0: amazing hotel, um, beautiful screening room, d- double tiered yeah. uh, screening room, one of the best in London I think.
1: Yeah, so again we want to make The magic of cinema apparent even at the ceremony and a very real red carpet experience so i would encourage everyone to look at their campaigns see see what their work has the wow factor and, and get involved
0: and when is the um deadline for submitting so that's
1: the 10th of july
0: who is it open to
1: so it's open to anyone who's worked on a cinema campaign over the last 12 months so from july to july so i mean predominantly a lot of media agencies should enter but you know if anyone's worked um, as part of a collaborative group, so a creative agency client. Um, we're just really looking forward to seeing, uh, as long as you credit everyone that was involved, um, anyone can enter if they've had cinema as part of the campaign.
0: I did mention that there's a number of uh, awards throughout the year already that we attend. And why do you think cinema needs its own award ceremony?
1: I think um, there are so many different awards in terms of all of media, but also, I mean, Haymark have had some really strong partnerships with other media, um, like TV, with the Thinkbox Awards, like Outdoor with the Clear Channel Awards. And it just really felt that there was a moment for cinema to really shout about the great work that's happening in our medium and have our own dedicated awards. So we're really proud to represent the industry and, and make this happen.
0: And what are your goals? What do you want to come out of the award ceremony?
1: I think um, a real realisation that cinema is a place uh, to draw, build brands. I think it would be interesting to see how cinema has worked as part of the media mix on the integrated campaign um, and also just to get some fantastic case studies of, of how people have used cinema over the past year and for people to feel that we're recognising that, rewarding that and championing that.
0: Is there a current award ceremony that you hold up as one that we want to kind of emulate or if not, how are we going to do things differently?
1: I think um, what we'd love to have is the rigour um, and the effectiveness that's demonstrated, which I think the IPA Effectiveness Awards do really, really well, um, whilst also maybe bringing a bit of the glamour of the Oscars. I mean, let's, let's aim high.
0: Yeah, let's, that's, that is high. <laughs> gone straight to the very top there, but why not? How do you see the awards developing over the next few years?
1: I think this is a really long-term commitment from us. Really. We really want to um, start with a really strong um, but small category list and then as cinema evolves over time, we should just keep reviewing that and evolving that. We wouldn't want it to get a ridiculous you know, 20 to 30 categories, but I feel it's something we should keep an eye on as the industry is evolving. It's definitely a very long-term commitment to us to champion the industry in this way.
0: But is this come about because you feel that uh, cinema has been underrepresented in other media sets, awards?
1: Um, I mean, I think we will always enter awards like media week awards etc but as i mentioned there are other mediums that have their own specialist awards and i felt like it's time that cinema has that too um you know we we are a fantastic uh, environment for for brands to build and i think there's there's that heritage of cinema and film and awards that we have that's quite unique to us and i think bringing that together should be make it a fantastic uh, ski awards scheme and the actual event itself
0: well it it sounds all very exciting um i'm looking forward to be attending i'm invited aren't i
1: Yes, I think uh, you might be hosting, Tom. Um,
0: <gasps> wow, so. wow. Um, a, a little preview there. a bombshell <laughs> for you. Exclusive, just full of exclusives <laughs> today on the DCM podcast. Um, what's the prize? Not for hosting, for actually winning an award. Um, so
1: we've got a variety of prizes. So for the category prizes, um for the nominations, there'll be cinema tickets. We'll also have exclusive um, access to our screening room for um, category winners. And then for the Grand Prix, which basically the judges will decide from looking at the winners of all the five categories, there'll be um, a red carpet experience for the winning team, but also an uh, actual cinema campaign for the winning client.
0: Wow. a Great line of prizes. It's already shaping up to be uh, the, sta- the standout <laughs> event in the media calendar for 2015. <laughs> Moving on from DCM Awards, last night it was DCM Tuesdays, our monthly film club. We showcased Mad Max Fury Road at BAFTA to I think about 220 people. I mean, I could only see, I was on stage and I could only see about 10 empty seats and it holds 227 doesn't it and so it was a huge success an amazing film um we were partnering with the prince's trust and they um had a couple of inspirational speakers doing a presentation beforehand all in all a very successful night and an amazing film
1: oh it's absolutely amazing i'm still reeling and exhausted from from it but it's one of my favorite films of the year if not the last five years
0: oh wow um, you did say the same with Interstellar last year as <laughs> <laughs> well. But Zo- Zoe is not prone to hyperbole <laughs> at all. But, um, Guardians of the
1: Galaxy, just to clarify, my favourite Gal- film of last Guardians year. Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. Charlize Theron was just unbelievable in it. I did think she acted everyone else off the screen. Um, it's her film. It, it is it's her it's film. It's not really Mad Max. It should be called Mad Furiosa or Yeah, Mad like. Furiosa.
0: But I don't think as many people might have gone to see it if it was Mad <laughs> Furiosa. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, yeah, she's, she's amazing. I, she's like Ellen Ripley good in yeah. this. Um, I cuz I'd seen it already and I state I I wasn't going to stay and watch it last night and then I watched the first 5 minutes and then was hooked and ended up staying for an hour. I'm going to go watch it again. Um but she just is arresting from the moment she's on screen. She is the star of the film yeah, isn't absolutely.
1: she? Yeah, And it's just visually stunning. I mean there's so when you think about the age of CGI and um you know the fact that George Miller's really gone back to creating films as they used to be made. I mean definitely there's a the odd bit of CGI apparently
0: but 80% is practical effects.
1: Yeah, and you know the, the amount of fun the stunt coordinators the costume How did how just did the phenomenal. stunt court
0: people not die on this film? <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> you watch this film and you're like, these are just insane stunts. The level of stunts that we don't see anymore.
1: Yeah, and just the look of it, it's just so unique. I feel like you don't really see films like this. Yeah, very often. it's an
0: amazing uh, experience. Genuinely a relentless kind of uh, uh, thrill ride, and and it's and it's kind of following the 2015 trend of films over delivering. You know, we we expected films to be good this year, but a lot of the big films are exceeding expectations and this is one of them. And I th- hope that that's going to continue throughout the year. And I think it's one of the reasons why admissions are so strong at the moment and people are going because they're not being let down by... I mean, if you're going to go and pay your 10 £12 pounds to go to the cinema, um, you want to have a genuinely exciting, exhilarating experience. And Mad Max delivers that.
1: Well, it's just... I think as well, you know, there are certain films that you couldn't watch anywhere but in the cinema and it's one of them. You know, it's so visually stunning. Yeah. There's so much going on. Um, it's just so cinematic and I think that's why it's obviously performing uh, really strongly yeah
0: I'm gonna I will be going to see it at least one more time at the cinema before it goes yeah same and next month is uh, DCM Tuesdays is Jurassic World yes which is another one we're very excited about hopefully we'll continue this trend of films over delivering we showed the trailer last night before Mad Max Fury Road went down very well
1: got, got quite a few
0: whoops yeah a lot of whoops and um, I mean I think people need reminding just how amazing Jurassic Park is I mean, it's 22 years old and it is still one of the very, very best blockbusters there is. I mean, uh, it's up, it's in the very top echelons of blockbusters. I
1: mean, I think it's one of those films, I still remember the final scene. It's one of the most iconic scenes with the T-Rex and the banner. And that, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I haven't watched it for, for 20 years. So, you know, the fact that they scenes... seem to watch it every in, year. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that But well, Maybe I'm not quite as big a fan, but I'm a huge fan of Chris Pratt. I think it's really great casting. Yeah. Um, on the back of Guardians of the Galaxy and obviously strong comedy heritage heritage but he's definitely developing that action man persona and i know there are rumors about him maybe taking on the indian jones role in the future so i think having him you know should bring a whole new range of fans to the franchise Um, and I, i
0: like the casting that they're doing in these big films now they're not going i mean the the days of like the big star kind of headlining a film almost doesn't seem to be around anymore it's like can we get great actors into this film and you know and I think when Robert Downey Jr became Iron Man he wasn't the big star he was but they were like he is the perfect person to play this character and since then he's become a huge star and that's what's happened with Chris Pratt you know he was a great person to play Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy he seems like a great person to lead um, Jurassic World and also the support cast people like Jake Johnson who's also a very very talented comic actor who's in New Girl Um, and he was in Drinking Buddies and then people like Judy Greer who's a great uh, comic actress Bryce Dallas Howard has kind of been a bit under the radar but also a really um, engaging presence I think they're casting these big films really well and then you look at things like Star Wars down the line and the way they've cast that and you're like uh, they couldn't have probably done it any better
1: yeah there's so much talent coming through and I think that's really pushing other people to raise their game as well I mean We've got Mission Impossible 5, I think, coming out later yeah, in the year. Yeah, July 30th. Um, Tom Cruise just keeps delivering. I think, the, again, talking about stunts from the Mad Max film last night, but that, that, that looks insane.
0: Just, uh, if you haven't seen the Mission Impossible 5 trailer, Tom Cruise, in the final si- part of the trailer, is strapped to the outside. <laughs> well, he's not. He's trying to get into an aeroplane while it's taxiing on the runway, and he's holding onto this door, um, and the plane takes off. <laughs> And he is still holding onto the door while the plane is about 2,000 feet in the air.
1: But he actually did that himself. And he,
0: he genuinely did that stunt. There's photos of him being strapped to this plane as it's taking off an airfield in Hertfordshire and apparently he had to do it eight times. And it's Tom Cruise goes further than any major star to for these sort of stunts. I mean, in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, he was on the outside of the Burj Tower at the top. I suffer from vertigo. I don't like flying. Just that scene in the trailer makes my palm sweaty. But because of that scene in the trailer I'm desperate to see this film it's just like I want to see what I want to see it on the big screen
1: I don't think many people realize as well that that's another franchise a bit like Fast and the Furious that just keeps getting bigger and I, I Yeah the last me, one, wrong, was, the biggest, last one yeah. was the biggest yeah and that's and quite, that can be quite rare in terms of And we're expecting longevity. this
0: one to be at least as big as that one I mean it's got a prime summer holiday release uh, date but the summer's shaping up really nicely I mean we've already started with uh, Avengers uh, already broken the 40 million mark then we've got Mad Max and Pitch Perfect two currently do, um, filling cinemas, and then in three weeks' time we've got Jurassic World. Uh, then we've got Entourage, which we're seeing huge interest in with, from brands because yeah. it's kind of like the Sex and the City for men, and I think brands are really latching onto that.
1: Know, and then I guess I'm maybe, maybe I'm not the right target market, um, but I'm so excited about the family slate as well yeah. this, this summer. I mean, oh, it's the best that it's been um, for years. You know, I think family's been extremely strong. Um, for cinema for the last two years I and mean, we had two biggest movies of 2014, 2013 with family films in Despicable Me 2 and the Lego movie. Yeah. And talking Despicable Me 2 we've got Minions coming back who I On 26th love. of
0: June. I mean, Despicable Me 2 was the biggest film in 2013. It took over 47 million at the UK box office. Minions should be the biggest animated film of 2015. It Ooh. might not be but um, either way there's huge interest in this series. I mean, people love the Minions. Yeah. They're amazing. My dad was 70 on April 21st, and he had a Minions birthday cake. Did he? Yes. <laughs> that Genuinely, that's just... B-
1: Which one was it? Was it Dave?
0: I think it was Kevin. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, he had a Minions birthday cake, so he will be looking forward to Minions. Um, and, I th- yeah, I mean, it it feels like The Spickle Me 3. I mean, sp- spin-off films can have... Um, uh, they don't often have the appeal of the original properties but because of the Minions are so popular this one does feel like Despicable Me 3 and the voice cast they've added Sandra Bullock, Michael Keaton, John Hamm, Steve Coogan these are heavyweight voice names they're adding
1: yeah absolutely
0: but it will probably be overshadowed slightly by a film coming out on June July 24th which I think is the most exciting animated film we've had probably since the last great Pixar film Um, what was the last great Pixar film?
1: Well, I think your favourite one was Up.
0: I love Up. I absolutely love Up. Um, I mean, obviously, the first five minutes of that are just almost unrivaled genius when it comes to animation. But I, th- I really enjoy the rest of the film as well. And, I mean, Up Up had... a uh, Pixar had a real a golden phase, didn't they, where they had The Incredibles, wall Up, Toy Story 3, that pr- has probably never been beaten in... Um, uh, when it comes to animation, and they have had a little bit of a rough patch. I mean, Brave was good, but not amazing.
1: I, I was just—I didn't realise it was about the bear.
0: Well, this is a spoiler. I'm sorry, this is a spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen Be- Brave, it does have a very bizarre plot twist, which I kind of appreciated. I was like, well, this is brave and bold that they're putting this in a kids' film, but um, it was on—it un- wasn't expected. Um, Cars films—they kind of—they're the money spinners for Pixar, the real like, from merchandising and such like, but aren't particularly great films. And then Monsters University, while I enjoyed, um, it wasn't at the level of Monsters, Inc. And now they're back for with their first film in two years, which is Inside Out. And it's shaping up to be probably one of the greatest animated films of all time. I'm going to go straight there. One of the greatest animated films of all time.
1: Well, we've been following, haven't we, what's been going on at the Cannes Film Festival really closely. And it's actually been shown there and to standing ovations, I believe. You know, mm. people have been cheering this film. I mean, it's... Obviously, a family film, but it certainly really resonates with adults, and I think everyone we've shown the trailer to just is just so blown away. by if you don't know what, what the film's like.
0: about, it is all predominantly set inside the mind of an, I think she's an eleven-year-old girl called Riley, um, and the main characters in the film are her five core emotions. So we've got joy, sadness, uh, disgust. fear, disgust, and anger, and due to a mix-up. Um, joy and sadness go missing in her, um, and as a result, she falls into a kind of depression. And they have to, the joy and sadness have to make her way back to kind of her mind HQ. But her mind is laid out like this um, fantasy city. So she's got Dream Productions, which is like a movie studio creating dreams. She's got libraries about of words that she's learning, and then she's got repositories about boys, and it's just unbelievably inventive a kind of genius idea that looks perfectly realized it's directed by Pete doctor and his previous two films for pixar have been monsters inc and up so that shows you the level that he works at um i think it looks it just looks an utter delight and um, i've seen a couple of people say uh when they're reviewing it have you you're aware of the kind of first five minutes of up which are just genius you know if if an animated film can make you cry within five minutes of starting then there is kind of genius at work there but this film is like 95 minutes of that yeah. and I'm sold I just can't wait to see it so I think it's probably the film I'm most looking forward to this summer
1: I think they they just tackle such brave and deep themes don't they in yeah. such a delightful way and I think, I think I think everyone will be moved by it and excited by it
0: well that's the thing I, thi- I think Minions is coming along at the end of June which is going to really kind of keep kids, kids enchanted throughout the first few weeks of the, uh, the school holidays but then Inside Out is going to come out and it's gonna just keep everyone in charge. I think adults are like uh, adults of all ages are gonna enjoy this, and kids are gonna love it as well because it's really beautifully animated. looks very colorful and and charming. I think I think it's. I mean, I can't wait to see it. I'm yeah. j- I hope my excitement has come across because I genuinely cannot wait <laughs> to they see this too. film. Disney have got uh, I think a huge f- film on their hands, and um,
1: but they've got two Pixar films this year. Yeah, anyway. the Good
0: Dinosaur in November as well, which we don't have any. Uh, there's no trailer for yet. I'm ima- I expect the trailer will debut with Inside Out. Um, it looks from the imagery that it might play a little bit younger, but it's Pixar, you know. I mean, they haven't really let us down, and um, it's gonna be. Uh, there is a scope for a big animation film this this Christmas. I mean, Pat, it's coming out at the same release date as Paddington did last year, uh, so there's potential for it to be really big. And you know, not everyone is gonna be able to go and see Star Wars, and I think the Good Dinosaur is gonna offer a good alternative.
1: Yeah, but Star Wars will be
0: star wars will probably be a big moment yeah yeah we've got we'll talk about star wars in depth more in depth on a future podcast but um the excitement for star wars in our office is palpable
1: i I do actually own a lightsaber so i am quite excited by this Uh, not a real one um well you know like it does light up (laughs) i don't think it's a weapon
0: yeah well not not interested then (laughs) if you can't cauterize a wound with it i'm not interested (laughs) okay but um, about Star Wars, what an, um, that's on uh, December eighteenth. Well, in fact, we had a discussion in the office about Star Wars today, and um, people are already excited about it. And it's still seven months away. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 2015 is really living up to expectations. Hopefully, um, you've got a sense of that when you've been to the cinema and seen what uh, and seen films and seen what's coming. Um, and uh, as we said, admissions are on the up. And 2015 is a huge year for DCM, and with the awards coming out uh, on starting on September twenty third. Wednesday, September the 23rd, uh, it's only going to get bigger for us. Thank you for joining me, Zoe. It's a
1: pleasure. Thanks, Tom.
0: And thanks for listening. And I will be back next month with some th- other major developments <laughs> in the world of cinema and advertising. Thank you. <laughs>